thank thank you really thank you for coming <laughs> I I'm, uh, welcome to the special focus how emphasis meeting my name is Patricia I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic and moderator for this meeting help us help us preserve the cherished tradition of anonymity by refraining from taking pictures in this or any other meeting room the format for this session is a reading speaker and sharing on the topic from the group. The reading is from For Today, page 132. Our speaker is Helen from Long Beach, who will speak for 25 minutes. It is now time for sharing on the topic. Since this meeting is being taped, please be sure you sign the release form after you share. Those wishing to share, please line up on my right. Uh, and now it's my pleasure to introduce Helen from Long Beach. She's a wonderful speaker. I've heard her a couple times. <laughs> you just told me I'm supposed to pin this on. Okay. Hi, I'm Helen, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And I want to thank Eda, even though she's not here, for asking me to uh, 20, I guess, and five to speak today. And um, I'm sorry, I was supposed to read the four today thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. There you go. It is so organized, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, the four today reading is from page 132. Um, will cannot be quenched against its will by Dante uh, Alighieri. Um, I think he just went by Dante. <laughs> Willingness. There is no other key to this program. To receive the gift of abstinence, I need to be 100% willing. But I am willing, I said many a time. Haven't I suffered through all those diets? I definitely want to be thin. I hate being fat. Alas, it is not enough to want to be rid of the unpleasant side effects of my illness. I need to be willing to give up that which attracts me that which attracts me in the first place, the gratification, sedation, or whatever other payoff I get for practicing my compulsion. For today, I surrender everything that compulsive overeating means to me, trusting God to put something incomparably better in its place. Now I again have the pleasure of introducing Helen. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Okay. Again, I'm still Helen, compulsive overeater, and um, let's see, hi, and if there are any newcomers, welcome, um, and let's see, so the topic, the willingness, I, um, I love that. Um, just to qualify first, I've been abstaining from compulsive overeating for six and a half years, through, totally through the grace of God, and um, and uh, maintaining a 100-pound weight loss. Thank you very much. And um, like I said, all through the grace of God. Um, you know, it was funny when I read this page originally, um, I thought, you know, the willingness thing, because for me, too, it says, you know, I must have the willingness. And um, it's all a 
through the grace of God. I don't know how I got willing, why I, I was willing, where it came from, how to tell anybody else to get willing, how to get willing, because for me it is all um, a gift from God, the willingness that I have today. And, um, and when I got here, I was 100 pounds overweight. I was completely um, miserable. My life was completely unmanageable. Um, and um, and I uh, had come to Overeaters Anonymous before, about 15 years before I came here this time. Um, uh, six, that's six and a half years ago. Actually, I started coming back about eight years ago. And my life was, I was going through a divorce. I didn't have a job. I um, was 100 pounds overweight sitting in my house, eating, shoving food down my throat with drapes drawn, you know, didn't want anybody around, and that was my life. And um, and so, for me, I had to get in enough pain, I guess. I was in tremendous pain, and so I, uh, but it took me a while. I was in that pain for a long time before I finally had, was, had the willingness or was given the willingness to come here and do this. I... Um, found out when I moved to Long Beach where the meetings were and it took me about a year to finally get to a meeting and then I came for probably another year before I finally got the willingness one night I knew who I wanted to ask to be my sponsor because she was the only person that I had seen in this meeting losing weight and the reason I walked through these doors was to lose the weight um, and that was the only reason I walked in the door. I didn't come here for, you know, I didn't get the connection between not eating compulsively and being spiritual or emotionally well. I didn't know I wasn't emotionally unwell. I didn't know I wasn't spiritual. I hadn't thought about all those things. I, I um, just knew I was fat and miserable. And so I saw this woman losing weight and, and um, took me, like I said, probably a a long time before I finally asked her to be my sponsor and one night I just said will you be my sponsor and she said well what are you going to eat what's your food plan going to be I had no idea I had no idea at all I just said um, well what do you eat and I had the willingness at that moment to um, to um, say okay well then I'll eat what you eat and it was just, um, so then she told me what she ate, which was the house food plan she followed. And so that's what I did. I just had the willingness, um, like I said, through the grace of God, to just do what she told me to do. Um, I just did everything she told me to do. And so she told me to, um, you know, to call her every day with what I was going to eat. And then I ate that, which was a miracle. And at first of all, I thought the biggest willingness was at all to even call her every day because I thought, I, I'm not going to be able to call somebody at the same time every day. Are you kidding me? And then tell them what I'm going to eat and then eat that and then write every day and, t and read her what I, you know, I thought, well, I'm never going to do this, but, you know, it was one day at a time. So that axiom one day at a time was it for me because, um, I didn't think I could do it for 30 days, much less six and a half years, you know what I mean? Not, but I don't call my sponsor every day anymore with my food, but um, 
this has just been in the last month. So for over six years I did. Anyway, so, um, so, um, and, and I like in the reading too. So anyway, so that was the willingness just to do whatever she told me to do because my ideas obviously, I got somehow that they were no longer working, um, which they weren't, you know, because of the condition of my life. So, um, and so, um, I just took direction. And um, I didn't try and do it my way. I did it her way, however she told me to do it. And so, um, and I love this too where it says, you know, haven't I suffered through all those diets? I definitely wanted to be thin. I hated to be fat. Alas, it is not enough to want to be rid of unpleasant side effects of my illness. I needed to be willing to give up that which attracts me, the, the gratification sedation. And that was it because I didn't want to feel anything, you know, in my whole life. I remember as a young child thinking how I was going to get through my life without um, feeling anything. I can remember that without anything bad happening and not feeling anything. I didn't want to feel too good or too bad. You know, forget about just feeling bad. I didn't want to feel anything. I wanted complete and utter sedation. And, um, and that's what I was trying to get. And finally, at the end, the food wasn't working for me anymore. I remember standing there in the store and looking at that candy counter and knowing that feeling of frustration just completely futile because I knew none of that was going to taste good enough or be enough. And I didn't know I was trying to feel that giant hole in our gut that we're all walking around with, that giant hole in the gut that I had my whole life. I can remember it, you know. I can remember as a young girl that hole in my gut trying to fill it with the food, you know, with anything. Then there were other substances and people I tried to fill it with. But, you know, the first thing was the food. I was trying to fill that hole in the gut with the food and the thing is it says here that trust that God um, this, um, trusting God to put something incomparably better in its place and so for me the thing that's in its place today is God you know is that the miracle is that today I can remember most of the time to fill that giant hole in my gut with God and to keep going to God because since I got here I'm now in two other programs because I'm also an alcoholic and I go to DA which I you know all these other things because you know then when um you know I, I can either do it with anything really but with the alcohol the food the spending money people places and things you know that I want to feel that giant hole in the gut upward and this is a spiritual program first and foremost for me and who would have thought you know like I said when I got here that that there was even a connection there between being fat and and being um, spiritually you know having a spiritual void in my life not having a spiritual connection with God and so um, so like I said for me that's a miracle but um, but I had to be willing you know too in just like working the steps and I remember um, I remember doing my four-step, you know, and I just want to share something I heard earlier, too, and that was that step one 
that this person had spent 20 years working step one and I love that you know you know it did take me a long time to work that step one I did have to go on all those diets and go through all that pain you know and all that time I was working step one you know I was finally getting to the point where I was um, I had to admit that you know my life was unmanageable but um, but anyway and but working the steps again um, step four I remember um, the willingness in doing that because it took me a long time to finish it because I did the how um, the first time I did a four step I've done many four steps since then but the first one was the how inventory and um, finally when I had a year I was so shamed into finishing it you know what I mean and generally and that's the reason Usually I have to get in enough pain or whatever to really, you know, do something. Um, that's why I walked through these doors because I was in enough pain. But doing that fourth step, I remember writing it and thinking, I'm never going to be able to read this to anybody. I'm never going to be able to read this to another human being because I thought this stuff I was going to take to my grave and it was really humiliating stuff. And I just had the willingness to just keep writing it. I don't know how, you know, like I said, it was just a gift from God. That's what my willingness is for me. And, um, and just to keep writing it and thinking, you know, I don't have to read this to anybody today. All I have to do is write it down. And when it came time to, to read it to my sponsor, I, it, I just read it. You know what I mean? I just sat there and it was just totally God. So today, just God, and God has put incomparable things in my life today. I, um, my life is totally different than it was. Um, you know, one of the things, too, is when I was brand new, I remember thinking, I'm never going to be able to speak in a meeting. I'm never going to open my mouth. They can't make me. That's like the one thing I'm not going to do. I'll do everything else. I'll do everything. I'll call my sponsor. I'll follow a food plan. I'll um, do all these steps, but I'm not going to speak in a meeting. Forget speaking, sharing. Just share. I'm not going to do that part, right? And at the beginning, too, every time I try, I'd start to share, I'd cry, you know, and I didn't want to, God forbid, I should cry in front of anybody. And so... Um, um, so I wouldn't talk. And so the miracle is, you know, that I'm standing up here talking in front of a room full of people because you know what it is? It is, I was so incredibly self-centered, you know. I still am, but really self-centered. I didn't even know it was being self-centered uh, when I was new that, you know, I couldn't share. And so I know today, you know, for me it's just sharing my recovery, which is being of service to God, you know, that it's not about me. It's about God's miracle and God's grace and what God has done for me and what God can do for everybody, you know. And um, so, um, but God has, and, and the funny, other funny thing is at work, the head of HR told me she's writing a new job for me and which is a miracle and um, she said and it's like being a trainer you know the corporate HR trainer and she said because you know you have such great experience in public speaking and I was just thinking about that and I thought you know that's the direct gift of this program because I couldn't speak in front of you know three people you know so anyway but so much has changed in my life today I um you know, I have a job. I've had the same job for six and a half years, and, you know, I just learned um, to show up and have that willingness to just show up. My 
my sponsor just told me to show up and you know keep your mouth shut and do your job and take direction you know and see where you can be of service to somebody so um once again i just had the willingness to do that and and show up and it was hard the first year i had my job i was in the bathroom all the time praying you know just god get me through this day i don't know how to do this people are being mean to me and i don't know what to do you know and so it was just um anyway just a miracle and everything that works in my life today has um is just a complete direct gift from this program from god everything every single thing and um it all you know comes from just that willingness i think when i was new just in taking direction who would have thought when i walked in the door and finally asked this woman to be my sponsor that um my whole life was going to change you know and and um and and i got willing to do a lot of things because if i don't do things that are contrary action for me if i'm just doing what i'm what i'm willing to do on my own without god's grace is i'm willing to eat and i'm willing to stay in my house with the drapes drawn shoving food down my throat so that's what i'm willing to do but through god's grace i got willing to um to take direction like i said from my sponsor who just walked in here who's been my sponsor six and a half years so anyway but um so um and like i said just god has has completely changed my life and um and the obsession has been removed um because if i was six and a half years absent today and um you know white knuckling it i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't be abstinent and um so all these things um just work you know and the program works and so you know any newcomers i tell you just get a sponsor and pray for the willingness you know to um take direction um like i said cuz my my thinking my best thinking is what got me you know over 250 pounds and and not being able to stop eating cuz that's who i was when i got here but um my life today god just has filled it with um incomparable things and and i am living my life today which is a miracle because you know i didn't have to live my life before i was so full of fear i couldn't live my life i wasn't in life i was dead already you know i was afraid of dying and i was already dead and um and today um you know i've done a lot of things i've been afraid to do scared to death to do um and walked through them and gotten to the other side and god has removed so much fear from me um I used to be afraid to fly. I um that fear has been removed. Um just like I said, afraid to speak in front of, you know, three other people. I've just um walked through these things and um you know, and uh and God just has removed the obsession. Um So, how much time do I have left? I'm not sure. 9 minutes. 9 minutes. Okay. Well, my life today, let me tell that was about my willingness. So let me tell you about my life today. And my life today is um I work the steps. Um I go to step study and work the steps um one step a month. Um um and I have a job like I said and they're writing a new job for me. I don't know, if, you know, it'll be my job and and to the miracle is that she told me about this and you know I can just let it go. And my daughter right now is um 
going, um, I didn't think I was going to get so um, emotional, but on tape especially. Anyway, but um, she is uh, having some problems in her marriage, and she left her husband. And, you know, my daughter and I were so enmeshed. I was living that kid's life, you know, like I knew, like I was um, able to um, live, you know, run my own life so well, you know, but I was controlling that kid's life. And I didn't get um, abstinent until she was about 20. And she's 26 now, so she just... Um, left her husband um, and so the fact that I can just let her go and know the miracle too is that I know today that all these things in the big book in the program of Overeaters Anonymous not only work for me but they work for her and they work for everybody else you know I know that pain is the um, touchstone for all um, spiritual growth today in my life and the other thing that I got too is that I don't have to be a victim of anything today because I know the worst things that have happened in my life have been huge gifts, and I never got that before. Um, it can be tragedy that I can't even understand, and I see today how the, all these things were huge gifts for me, and they are what changed my life, and they are what finally brought me to this program. And without those things, you know what? If nothing bad ever happened to me, do you think I'd be in this program? Do you think, you know, if I had a perfect life, I wouldn't need this program. I wouldn't need to be here. You know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, life happens, and it happens to all of us. And good things happen to us all, and bad things. Things that I perceive as bad, as I said, that I see today, everything that happens to me, good or bad, is a gift from God. And so, um, anyway, so I know today, and this is through total growth in this program and spiritual program and a spiritual connection with God is that I know that she I don't have to run out and try and fix her and and take the pain away from her and which is what I did her whole life because um, I was trying to take that pain because it was too hard to watch my daughter walk through this pain but I know that pain for her too is a gift today you know and it is a spiritual um, uh, you know it is going to bring her spiritual growth just like it has for me if she never has pain you know why would we grow spiritual but um so anyway there there have just been such huge um changes and gifts in my life um like i said i am a different person and um and so um but it's just all a willingness to um to do what i don't want to do you know, and um, because, you know, I can't say it enough, my, my will got me, you know, over 250 pounds, and that's all I want to do, and that's how I want to live my life, living it my way. But um, so anyway, just other great things is, like I said, God's removed a lot of fear from me, and, you know, I've never been able, anybody who knows me knows I have never done any physical exercise in my whole life. I hated physical exercise when I try and do it and I get sick or something you know just from doing the least bit exertion because I was in terrible physical condition and so uh, recently I started doing yoga you know I don't know what got me there I had the willingness once again to walk in there and I love it and so um, I think I'm addicted and I was thinking I wonder if there's like a yoga because <laughs> it's true but I figure oh well you know but it's a good thing but um, 
yeah, I love it. It's so spiritual, and I can't believe it. So it's like, I keep saying, it's like somebody's taken over my body. And my friend said, yeah, God has. It's God, and God has taken over my body because I'm not doing, I'm, I am a different person. And just layer after layer, you know, just is being revealed and is being changed. And God has just drastically um, changed me, and um, I'm just so grateful. And, um, and like I said, I wish I could tell everybody or tell anybody how to get willing. And I don't know how to get willing because I thought for years, like it says, all those diets I went on, I thought I was willing, you know. I wanted to be willing. I begged to be willing. I asked God to please help me be willing. And I could never be willing, you know. And then one day it came to me. It was just, like I said, a gift from God. Um, so... Like I said, if you're new, if there are any newcomers here, get a sponsor and and pray to you know and ask God to help you just to be willing to take contrary action, to take that direction, whatever it is that your sponsor tells you to do, and don't try and do it your way because if your ideas were working, you'd be out there thin and your life would be great, you know. And the truth of the matter is, your life's not working. And, you know, it's completely unmanageable. So just take some direction, you know. So um, anyway, I think I'm going to finish now. And um, as I said, thanks for um, asking me to speak. And I guess now we're going to take pictures. Thank you so much, Helen. I told you she was fabulous. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's now time for sharing on the topic. Since this meeting is being taped, please make sure you sign the release form after you share. Those wish, wishing to share, please line up on my right. And we'll have sharing until just before noon. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm a compulsive overeater and a food addict. I just wanted to give a, a positive pitch about the HOW program. Um, I was here as a regional rep for uh, my intergroup, and it is not a HOW intergroup. Uh, in fact, we had no HOW folks there at all. Um, that was a year ago. But when I was here, I talked to some of the HOW folks and decided when I went back home, which is up in Sonora, California, that I'd get involved and I'd, I'd somehow find a sponsor. So traveling about 60 miles down to Modesto, I found a Howe group and uh, got involved there. Um, I had been in OA for about three years, and I had lost some weight, and but it, I could feel that it was coming back on. And so... I am extremely undisciplined, un unmanageable, um, cluttered life, and what I needed was the HOW program. What I needed was the structure. And so I got a sponsor, and she's tough, um, but that's exactly what I needed. And so since, um, since that time, uh, it's been successful. We started, um, then the intergroup welcomed the HOW concept into the intergroup, which has been great, and we started two HOW programs up in Sonora. So we still travel the 60 miles on Monday, but, uh, but things are growing, and the 
physical recovery um, is there with how, and I just wanted to share that. If, if uh, um, I and I brought a, I, I happen to bring a how concept pamphlet. If anybody's interested in in something a little later on, we can talk. Thank you. I'm a compulsive overeater. My name's Annette. I'm a compulsive overeater. I, I'm just really, really happy to be here, and uh, I had to rush to come up and see my baby, Helen, because she's, uh, you know, really... I think God put her in my life to just help me to abstain because, um, and I, this is a how-focused meeting? Yeah. Um, I just have to say for, for me, I know uh, in Long Beach, you know, we didn't have, we've had, uh, you know, those old how meetings where there's, you can't talk to you, I don't know, to your inducted or whatever, and, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't exactly uh, perfect, but I, for me, I needed also to have some sort of structure about my food, and um, we had a couple of how meetings in Long Beach, and it really helped me just to, you know, get that focus on. I started going because I needed to talk about the food. I needed to talk about abstinence, and that abstaining meant abstaining from compulsive overeating. You know, it meant abstaining, refraining from eating unplanned meals for me and I was trying to do you know and it's really weird because I thought any kind of somebody telling me what to do I didn't and I still don't want to be told what to do but what I found out is that today um, following direction from somebody who has what I want is in my best interest you know it just is better for me because if they have what I want if I want what they have then I probably have to do what they do and that wasn't you know what I I, I didn't want to do it another way I said in these rooms before um, I never met the third tradition third tradition says the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating I didn't want to stop eating I just didn't want to look like I was eating. So, um, and I'm really grateful today to have that clarity, you know, and to know that there are certain foods that I can't eat. And without how, I don't know why. I know there are people in regular OA, because we go to lots of regular OA meetings, you know, that, that don't eat certain foods, but I just wasn't hearing it, you know, because I had... I wanted to eat like a normal person, and that's what I kept hearing in meetings that were not how. You know, I wasn't listening to the people who were eating the way I didn't want to eat. And so for me, it gave me a forum of not hearing anything else, 
you know, just getting that focus, and, and, and I really needed that. And I'm so grateful today because what has happened as a result is the obsession has been removed. And that is what I get today, you know, is freedom. And that's what it's about for me. It's not about, for me, you know, being having a strict food plan or, you know, say no to this and that. It's about that, you know, if I have that one little thing, I don't want that one little thing. I want all of it. You know, all that's there, all that's mine, all that's yours, and all that's left. You know, <laughs> that's me. I want all of it. So, and I don't have to go there today. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for, you know, the how meetings, and I'm grateful for, uh, you know, when they did their split, I chose to stay with Overeaters Anonymous How because there were certain things that, you know, like being able to talk after. I think every newcomer should be able to talk, you know, whether you have one hour, no hours, whether you just walked in, you know, from Winchell's. Or did they go out of business? That's right. I stopped eating them. They closed down. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I'm just so, so grateful that I have that freedom today because that is what it's about for me. It's about being free. You know, it's, it's not at all about being restrict, strict or restrictive. It's about being free. And, you know, I can still sponsor girls who want to eat the women who want to eat, you know, the old way and just let them go ahead and keep trying, you know, and they'll say, well, do you, no, I won't do that, but, you know, try it. And I'm so happy to do that because, you know what, it never works. And that's what I get to see. I get to see what doesn't work, you know, and I get to see, uh, I certainly don't want to see anybody suffer, but I get to see that I don't have to go there. You know, I don't want to go there, and I'm just really grateful. And I'm really grateful God put Helen in my life. I think I had about 10 minutes of abstinence when she asked me to be her sponsor. And I needed, you know, I needed to do the deal for someone else. You know, that's how God works in my life. Because I don't know if I could have done it just for me. And Helen was the kind that just did, you know, I mean, my sponsor would tell me, fit, 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 fit. and then Helen would call me the next morning and I'd go, fit, 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 you know, just like a parrot. Whatever my sponsor said, I said to her, and she did it. And then, you know, I would say, is that working? And she, you know, it was working for her. So it gave me courage to do it, too. So thank you all for being here. Everybody get up and share. I enjoy uh, standing up here, but I'm scared, too, all at the same time. 
Uh, I've always been fearful standing up and saying a few words, even my own name, and saying I am a compulsive overeater. And I do remember the first time I did stand up in front of a group of people, and uh, it was uh, very, very fearful. So what I want to share is that I do remember the discipline that uh, how represents today, and I remember that's how I got my absence was uh, through uh, three meals a day, of course, and nothing in between. <clears throat> but also remember how you could say rigid, rigid or rigorous, which whatever word you want to use, that uh, you used a cup and we use the scales. And I did that. I got my absence for the first 30 days. For 21 days, I was told at the time that, that the fat, the grease, and the sugar would be free, and it was. I had that freedom for the first time, and the, the obsession was gone. So getting back to how it works for me was immediately after uh, abstaining and, and, and losing my weight, I was asked to join a committee of uh, a, re a serenity retreat, which is located in, in San Diego. And we had the cups and we had the, the scales on the table at each table of people sit down to have their meal. Well, that didn't last very long for me. Pretty soon I was throwing the cups away and I was just too too compulsive to get to eat. I didn't want to take time to measure my food. And that was something for a great change for me because I knew that had worked for me before. But over the years of being in the program as I qualify, I've been around since 1974. I came to my first meeting uh, and being around for several years and I came back to the regular, as we understand it today, the moderate meals, which was more comfortable for me. I'm not saying it doesn't work because I know it worked for me at that time. But I was writing some notes down here, and, and one of the things was that I remember being sick and tired of overeating. I was just sick and tired of, of, of life itself. And when I first came to, as I said, when I first came to my first or second meeting, it was a large meeting, and I become secretary right after that, which was good for me because I, I started servicing. And service was good for me because it kept me coming back, even though I was resentful about it. Uh, I'd come to the meeting, open up the door, do this and do that. I said, geez, I've got to come back here again. Well, I knew at the time that I was keeping my absence, so this is what I needed to do. Um, I was sick and tired, and, and I, found the, I found a lot of answers at the time. And what I was going through was, was a lot of resentments. And uh, eventually, uh, through a sponsor that I had, and I got another sponsor. It was a man sponsor at the time. As, it, as I didn't mention before, there wasn't very many men in our program as we go back to the early 70s. Anyhow, I, I just like to say that I do appreciate the, the fact that I could stand up here and be honest with myself, be open-minded and willing to stand up here even though sometimes I'm shaking my boots. I don't have boots on today. But anyway, I do, I do, as soon as I get up here, I feel better. And uh, I remember so many times that I felt the gratitude that what I've released over, the, over these years of being around Old Readers Anonymous, that I am a, such a much better person today. And I like what someone said about, and I related to the seventh step, where we talk about humility and, and being humble. And my practice for today, I was sharing it with, with someone else that says, recovery for me today is no one to shut up and listen. Thank you. <laughs>
Good morning. My name is Rich. I'm a compulsive overeater and addicted to sugar. Um, I am also, unfortunately, I guess, a type A personality, maybe even a double A. I'm not sure. But I had wished, I wish I had known that the topic was going to be willingness because I didn't feel prepared. And had I known, I'd have been prepared. You know, I like to be prepared. But willingness in the first few minutes that I was sitting there listening uh, has, I gave it some thought. It means a great deal to me, a lot more than I realized because, you see, I'm relatively new to not only OA in general, but the how concept because I've been involved since January 8th of this year. Uh, not a real long time, but I've had a lot of fun, met a lot of people and enjoying it. Um, just almost immediately prior to January 8th, I was looking at uh, a, a little tiny bit of reality. And I'm saying to myself, you know, in another week and a half, or another couple months at that point, you're going to turn 60 years old. You're going to be officially an old man. You've had a lot of health problems in the past 20 years. You probably should have been dead a couple of times, and you're not. You're overweight. You're fat as a pig. Beer is good. Cookies and donuts are better. The lounge chair is nice, and the TV is great because I have a huge one now, you know. And, you know... I'm sick and tired of reaching up and my pants falling off every time I reach for a cupboard. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the suspenders. The suspenders will work just fine. And I had just resolved myself to all these things. And I was tired of fighting. Tired of going on diets. Tired of all that stuff. So, I said, I'm not willing, not willing to do anything else. I'm going to sit back in that chair, eat a donut, drink a beer, watch TV, and be happy the rest of my adult tiring life and not push the envelope any further. And my wife became very successful in OA, how program. And you know, because of the fact that the meeting was so dug on far from the house, and of course the old excuse is always there, honey, I don't drive well at night, I was the driver. So I would take her and several other people to this meeting 60 miles away. And because I was with them, I'd sit in and listen. Mistake. Mistake. Because, you see, I know that each one of you is a compulsive person like myself or you wouldn't be here. And because of that, because of that, I could relate to each and every person that was speaking and I hated it but I finally had to admit to myself that hey I will be willing to try it one more time you know so there's two sides to that coin this coin of willingness for the first time I found myself willing to say yeah I'll try it one more time so I did I jumped in got a board got a sponsor Whew, she's tough too and uh, since that time, six months, or going on six months has passed by, 
and all the miracles are happening all the promises are already starting to happen I've lost in the neighborhood of 50 some pounds uh, I've gone from a, a size 42 waist to a 32 waist and these things are unbelievable to me unbelievable they are miracles because you know I haven't looked like this since junior high school um, but as I said, I became willing and I got involved and I am, I, I fought this willingness thing. God, I fought it all my life. And now, just listening to you speak, I related so much to the things you had to say, Helen. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for speaking to us. Because it always hits home. And I realized in my own mind, just now, just sitting here, that yes, there are two sides to it. And I am willing to give it a shot. I am willing to go one day at a time. I am willing to give up the old ways and take on the new and live the life of the HOW program. But I am not willing to do certain things. I am not willing to sit in that damn chair and watch myself die. I am not willing to keep pouring down the beer or the booze and I'm not willing to keep filling myself with all these sweets and goodies that I've been craving all my life since early childhood. And I'm not willing to let myself have another fourth heart attack, another third open heart surgery, another end of life. I'm not willing, I'm not willing to give that up. So the willing portion of what you just so beautifully reminded me this morning is a critical part of my life right now and I have got to talk to myself because I've been having these little fights internally too and I've got to be more willing so thanks for letting me share to come to this meeting I, I've been in Howe almost a year and um, uh, have had some trouble with the food plan over the last couple of months and um, I've been struggling you know um, not uh, eating any sugar that I'm, I'm resolved to I, I know that sugar will drive me insane but again facing the defiance against working a food plan and um, how works for me. I've been in and out of how for 13 years and have had amazing recovery in how. Um, and uh, I walked away from how five years ago uh, because I was a chronic flipper. I would put seven months together, nine months together, and, uh, and then eat something off the food plan and uh, convinced myself that I was this chronic kind of raising your hand starting over again and got convinced that 
I don't need to take that shame on, you know, that defiance again. You know, I don't need this. Uh, I'm going to go out there and, uh, and just, uh, you know, put this behind me. And I really liked what you said. I'm sorry, I heard another speaker I didn't get to hear, I guess, you. Um, that, that willingness to just kind of die. You know, uh, five years, uh, I went out there and I bought all the magazines and uh, I was going to accept myself and I slowly, I didn't believe that this disease would get progressive for me and I came into how originally needing to lose 20 and I, when I returned last year, I had 75 pounds, I got up to 230 pounds. So this disease did get progressively worse for me, but the, the denial and the, the lack of the, well, the self-deception that comes between comes from compulsive overeating is really what I guess I look at today. That this is a deadly disease. You know, uh, it it uh, warps my thinking. It warps my uh, perception of the way I look, uh, my body image. I never thought I looked that big. You know, um, and uh, it, it's just been really you know just the defiance. It's been difficult for me to accept that I'm the kind of person that needs to eat only three meals a day. The meal needs to be over and I need to go on with my life. I still want to hide in the food, like you said. I still want to, you know, at 43, lay in a chair, you know, and just zone out. Now that is not, you know, that is not uh, something that can be just controlled by my food. That's a spiritual void. That's like a deep, dark, black hole that only can be filled through the steps of the program but the beginning for me and it always has been the beginning for me is to clean up the food first you know and that's what i really have to accept and love is that i have to clean up my food before i can get into what this hole is and how it's given that to me as much as i want to say ah nah i can kind of do this myself thank you it always catapults me into life like people, if I've heard people with long-term abstinence, you get catapulted into life when you clean up your food. You eat the meals, the meals are over, and then you're in life. And for whatever reasons, I don't have much of a different background than probably most people. I don't want to be in life. I want to tune out. I want. That's why I'm in an AA too. That's why I'm sure I drank. And when I stopped drinking, that was the first thing I picked up was the food. I put on weight right away and found how after my first year of sobriety, thank God. Um, but I just want to, you know, I need to hear myself say the amount of recovery that I've gotten, the amount of growth that I've gotten while being in how in my work life, the tremendous amount of fear that I've walked through and stayed abstinent has been growth. I mean, huge growth spurts. And it is true, once I start eating, once I start, you know, hiding, once I start saying no to life, you know, that growth sort of stops. So um, I'm just really glad that this meeting was here. I was kind of sort of checking out the OA convention, trying to find my place here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> trying to find my place. But my place, I know my place. And my place is that I, I definitely need a food time. It does not include sugar. It does not include white flour. Uh, it just works for me. And, um, and the writing works for me, too. I'm doing some work on the second step. You know, there's a lot of writing in how, which is really helpful because, I mean, I'm not an intellectual. I don't read the, the 12 and 12 and get it. I need some real, you know, basic, every paragraph needs to be explained to me in order for me to conceive of how I'm going to find a power greater than myself. 
to help me with this obsession for food. You know, it is a serious to me, I see now. I did have to have it affect my health. I did come in here this last time with trouble with my bones, with my liver this time around. Um, it did have to get, it is a progressive disease. It is a deadly disease. And, um, and there is hope for me. So thank you very much. overeater um, so glad to be here um, I have um, uh, been afraid to go places because I'm on oxygen and um, I think if I can't carry it with me I can't go and the idea that I could stay at a hotel and stay overnight and attend a convention was just beyond my dreams but my supplier said there's no problem we will supply oxygen to your room and you will be able to go so that's a wonderful thing that allows me to participate in life just to the quick um, I have been in uh, how uh, for five years I have not uh, gotten the physical recovery that I want. I've had many um, health issues and that's an excuse because my health goes along with my weight and that was shown to me uh, with the idea of the hose that I wear around. I uh, was in Maryland two years ago in April and I became very very deathly sick and blah blah I stayed in the hospital through it all they determined I had emphysema I had been a smoker for 40 years three packs a day did it have an effect on my body well guess what it did but I had stopped smoking in 1990 and this was 11 years later and they said how on earth have you been breathing for this last 11 years and I was into denial because I could not emit admit to anyone that I had a fat ass if I ran upstairs and I was winded you think I would say something to anybody that I can't catch my breath because the response they would say well have you seen what a fat ass you have <laughs> if I'm walking down the street and I can't keep up or I'm winded and I want to rest obviously I have a little rock in my shoe or something that I have to stop and a lie of course because I'm not going to admit I have a fat ass <laughs> so for 11 years I lived a lie of needing to be on oxygen and not wanting to admit I had a fat ass well I got a fat ass 
I also have, um, I'm also diabetic. And that's a result of the abuse of uh, what you put into your body over a period of time. I never thought it would catch up to me. I always thought that I'm different. I'm not like anybody else. Other people can abuse their bodies and they may have to pay. I won't because I'm different. But you know, I don't know who, uh, I don't know who designed your body, but mine was designed by God. And he also in his world, he made such things that are called natural law. It's called cause and effect. And he do certain things, it has a certain effect. All you have to do is say, I don't have it yet. And the yet is the operative word, but you'll get it. Just keep doing what you're doing, and your body will rebel. My good news is, I take my blood samples six times a day uh, before I eat and an hour after I've eaten, and I have to monitor my food intake. Thank you, How Program. That really helps because I know immediately within the hour of what I put in my body what effect it has had on my bloodstream, what effect it has had on my uh, body. And it's amazing to me the things I would never think that has effect has has an effect. But the good news is vegetables are friendly. (laughs) I have yet to eat a vegetable that had an adverse effect on my blood. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Um, I'm not going to say the same for uh, some other foods. And the one that's really deathly for me is is, uh, fruits because fruits have a high amount of sugar. So I monitor my fruits and I monitor my grains. Grains also have a bad effect on me. And, but I, I stick a lot to vegetables and uh, monitor my fruits and grains. Does this sound familiar to any kind of a food program you might have ever been on? Um, but it's a good thing. It really is a good thing. And my, my, um, my blood levels, my sugar levels, my uh, diabetes levels tells me that because of this program, yeah, I may look a certain way to you, but because of this program, I'm not going to lose my sight. I'm not going to have any legs amputated. I'm not going to have die from diabetes because my blood levels are monitored and they're very good. I am not on medication. I, I, I just strictly maintain my diabetes with food and I think that's a gift of this program the one thing that I can't overcome is the fact that I also have sleep apnea (laughs) and uh, I sleep with a a mask over my face and I have to strap my mouth shut with a velcro strap and if you've never tried it it is the most sexually alluring look. <laughs> I also sleep with one leg in the air propped up. So <laughs> it is sexy. But uh, I am here, and I am glad I am here, and I'm glad I'm participating and keep coming back.
I told you if you didn't if you didn't share, I'd have to come up and share. <laughs> You'll be sorry now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Patricia, a compulsive overeater and bulimic. Hi, Patricia. I'm not currently doing the house food plan, uh, much to my uh, dis-ease and ill health. I um, I did the, the house food plan last year. My um, I got down to one medication, one diabetes medication a day, and then I was going to be tapered off of that. I'm back now on three a day. My blood sugars are out of control, um, and and I and I am following a reasonable food plan. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm. I don't eat sugar. Um, I do eat white flour, but um, not a lot of it, and. Um, I, I follow, you know, what you would think would be a very, very healthy food plan, but I can't get my blood sugars under control. And um, I'm so happy that there's so many HAL meetings. I love to attend HAL meetings, even though I'm not currently doing the HAL food plan, because there's so much recovery in the HAL meetings. I, uh, I love to go. I, there's a Sunday speaker meeting. There's always a good speaker. One time they had a speaker that had like eight days of of abstinence, and I'm going like, I can't get anything from him. And he just spoke right to me. You know, it was just so amazing. I go to a HOW um, meeting that studies the AA uh, 12 and 12. I don't read the AA 12 and 12 on a daily basis, but I read it on a weekly basis, and I understand it on a weekly basis. It's wonderful. And um, I um, I also go to another how oh my Monday night meeting is also a how uh, and it's mixed between speaker and book study and just open sharing it's wonderful I love the people there um, there's so much again so much recovery in how meetings and um, so it's kind of inspired me to uh, try to figure out. I'm going to a nutritionist and, and get my my basic requirements, and then I'm going to uh, work with a, a house sponsor and see how those requirements can be can fit in with the house food plan because I want to get my blood sugars under control. I don't want to lose my sight like my grandpa did. I don't want to lose like my feet like my grandpa did. I don't, I don't want to wind up dying from diabetes like my grandpa did. He didn't have to go through the torture of renal dialysis, but that, that's a very real possibility for me. And um, I had a, a, a doctor who's in this program describe it in great detail to me, and I decided that is one thing I do not want because it sounds awful. You know, I mean, like... Like, life pretty much sucks already, and to have to do that would not be a pleasant addition, I can tell you. So um, I'm really considering going back to um, going back to Hal, uh, to the Hal Food Plan. I have to, I have to say, though, um, and I'm sorry, I apologize in advance to, to you Hal people, but those four-step questions really suck. <laughs> they just hurt so much. They get right to you. They get right in there and go, uh, did you do this? Well, did you kind of 
do this a little bit, you know? And, and it's like, oh, my God, I was just dying when I was doing them. And, uh, but it's great. I, I, I love the questions. I love the structure. I hate structure, but I need it. You know, I'm, I'm like most people. I hate it. I hate the idea of, them, of calling in my food and then having to eat it, and then, you know, and having no choice. But, you know, I have a choice. I can die from diabetes. I don't want to. So um, please, uh, those of you who need information about how, please uh, give me a note, and I will get back to you. And um, I so much appreciate all of you coming. I was afraid it was just going to be the speaker and myself, which wouldn't be bad because I love hearing her speak. I could hear her speak for the whole hour and a half. But um, I, um, I'm so glad all of you are here. And it works. It really works. Um, both OA and OA How really, really work. And um, I'm so fortunate that I can go to many, as many meetings as I want to. Sometimes I go to two a day. It's really amazing. Um, so uh, thank you very much for letting me share. something I don't want to say anything so I'm up here now um, I've been in um, we talked about willingness we've been talking about food plants and so those are two things I just kind of want to touch on a little bit um, I did not want to come to this program years before I came here somebody had shown me a copy of a gray sheet and it showed me the steps and I didn't want it I didn't want any of it I got to my first meeting because of 18, I was 35, and this 18-year-old girl tricked me into coming to my first OA meeting. And I was angry and resentful and just, mm. but I sat down. I sat kind of in the middle in the back with my arms like this, and just um, two and a half hours later, I knew I was a compulsive overeater. I knew I was powerless over food. I knew I was home. And that was about as far as I got. And then this 18-year-old little punk handed me, as I walked, as we left, because I had to take her, handed me the gray sheet. And I don't know if gray sheet is what how is or not, but I was on that. And uh, um, from, let's see, I've been in the program for 26 years. And from that day to this day, the compulsion has been removed. And so, yeah, and it's not me. It's, that's why I say by the grace of God only. It, it was removed by God. And uh, for eight, nine years, seven to nine years, something like that, I was weighing and measuring all my food, and I was on the gray sheet. And then things started happening in OA, and there was this kind of moderate meal coming in. And... Um, it, it was there for a long time before I before I attempted that, and, and so I tried it. Now, and the first 
months that I was on moderate mealing, I lost eight pounds. <clears throat> How, see, what I did with my cups is, oh, you know, if you put it in just right and you smash it down just right, it can just, it just blossoms into this beautiful salad. And I was really, really, really proficient to that. So when I did the moderate mealing, okay, but one thing with the moderate mealing and with anything is you have to be spiritually fit. And if you're not spiritually fit, my moderate meal can look like this instead of like this. And so throughout the years, I've been there for 26 years, and throughout the years, I periodically will go that my eyes are looking and the place is getting a little bit bigger. So I'll just go right back to weighing and measuring my food again. And I went through some real, real stressful things, like none of us ever do that in here at all, a couple of years ago. And during that time, I was okay, but the aftermath of that is hitting. And I'm kind of looking at my food, and I'm going, mm, this is getting a little on the big side, and, and I'm feeling enormous, and the scale is not saying it, but I'm feeling it. It's in my head. And when things don't go my way, I just kind of push God off to the side, and I get back in control again and start moving on. And so I was thinking, well, you know, why don't you weigh and measure your food? And I said, shit, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that. Well, it's not I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that because I'm not going to get enough. I'm not going to, you know, because I know my potential for seeing it looks that, that looks like this. You know, so I know my potential for that. So anyway, uh, when I came here, the how meeting, I've never been to a how meeting. I really don't know that much about how. But I do know it's weighed and measured, and I have a feeling it's very much like gray sheets. So I was just coming here because when I say, no, I won't, then I know I'm in trouble. And whether I do or not, I was just coming for the willingness to be able to do that. And I really want to thank everybody for their sharing because the willingness is there. Now, whether I do it or not is not important. What is important is the willingness, and I did get that today to let go of will there be enough I mean 26 years later you would think I would know but but no I don't um, when I'm spiritually fit I know when I'm not I don't know so anyway, I don't exactly know where I'm going with that but the willingness is there and it just it just went out of me sitting in the meeting and listening so it was good it felt like it felt like home and um, Anyway, it was good. Anyway, that's it. I am Barbara, and by the grace of God, only recovering compulsive over you. Thank you. I think we can wrap up early. <laughs> so don't tell Ida. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. It, it meant so much to me. Uh, I heard so much, and uh, like I said, I'm I'm going back to hell. Um, it's now time to close the session. Please join me in a moment of silence 
followed by the serenity prayer. God, my precious serenity, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you again.